Hey there, folks. Just a reminder that uh, if you happen to want the somewhat very bizarre episodes we've recorded on the rebuild of Evangelion movies, you might want to subscribe to the Pitch Drop Network's Patreon at goatseefund.me. Yes, that is a real URL, and yes, it will take you directly to the Patreon, where you can find uh, bonus episodes of this show, including an entire other series that was done behind the paywall. Uh, you can find episodes of shows like Being Jim Davis, dictated by you, the listeners. And for those of you who are concerned about my incredibly sketchy past, just know that all of the funds for that Patreon do not go to the hosts. They go towards the running and administration of the network, completely non-profit thus far, and my hands are nowhere on it, so you do not have to worry with me absconding on it like this was some kind of Bitcoin heist. Thank you. And enjoy the show. Okay. Love to start my track with things that look like clap spikes, but aren't. Oh, like I'm not going to figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. Me. I listened to the first episode of the show, Fletcher. <laughs> you and nobody else. are listening to Boku No Stop, a podcast. Uh, this is our episode about the end of Evangelion, part one, before the mid, uh, the intermission credits roll. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and with me is... Matt Marcus. And Fletcher Arnett, who may sound a little crazier than usual on this recording, because we have put this off for roughly a month, and every uh-huh. time we delayed... I kept finding more things that I would research, and I've I've been a little antsy to just get this out of my head. So, mm-hmm, last time mm-hmm. we talked about episodes 25 and 26, in which there was congratulations. Hooray! This time we're going to talk about episodes 25 and 26 Prime, which compose the film known as End of Evangelion. However... There's a whole bunch of different version stuff in that episode 25 Prime was also the back half of the Death and Rebirth recap movie. Also, I cannot do dub versus sub comparisons on this one because my old manga entertainment disc of this film was fucked. So I actually had to download a weird fan sub. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I very weird because it's like oh I thought I had all this covered oh no this just doesn't run in any player <laughs> I have in the house you know I just opened our notes while thinking boy Fletcher's rambling a lot and the first bullet point is Fletcher rambles for a minute you have no idea how self-aware these notes are Taylor okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's not particularly much of interest in Rebirth versus 25 Prime but uh, apparently, we never got Rebirth in the U.S. Every single U.S. release of Death and Rebirth didn't give us the unfinished cut that was in Japanese theaters, and they just shoved most of Episode 25 Prime onto the DVD. In short, I don't miss manga entertainment. Mm-hmm. Do you think Sephirotic stands for Sephiroth and Erotic? 
I mean, it could. Okay. Probably. Look, Chris, I mean, just just search on, a, what is it, a site, a site of their own? What is the name of that site? The what? Archive of Our Own. Archive of Our Own. You probably can find it. You probably just can search that and you'll find something with it. I just recorded an episode about the Kingdom Hearts 1 bonus bosses. So, yes, <laughs> I definitely know about Sephiroth Erotica today. We were just, ju- <laughs> Chris was just saying, like, we started a little late uh, because of uh, Fletch was on another podcast. <laughs> like, first thing, uh, when I told Chris that, he said, uh, uh, like, it better not be the fucking Kingdom Hearts one. It absolutely was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've never listened to Kingdom Smarties, but I might now. Why? Now that Because I have enough context to, like, listen to somebody trying to badly explain it in 30-minute chunks. Why do you think I listen to the waypoints? Uh, uh, whatever. Uh, lore reasons. Excuse me. Because you like goofs and aren't actually interested in Kingdom Hearts lore? The goofs are good. The goofs are good. That, that, uh, the Phil Collins... Yeah, that that stuck around for like a week and a half of recordings. For uh-huh. <laughs> Until the official retraction. So Phil Collins fucking owns. Speaking of Phil Collins, we start with cicadas over the Tokyo 3 lake. You're gonna make it impossible for Fletch to cut out that entire digression. Hell that, yeah, Shinji! No, nope, I can make that work. <laughs> Shinji staring uh, out into the distance. Is that Shinji? Because like when I first saw that, I'm like, who the hell is that? That's absolutely Shinji. At this point, there's going to be a lot of noise on one track that is very challenging for me to remove because it is happening. Behind someone speaking a lot of the time, I spent time scrubbing as much as I could, but you'll know what I mean from here on out, and if you wonder why this one took so long to come out, not all of it was down to the length. Thank you for your patience and putting up with this. Okay, so we're going to cut to the hospital where... (laughs) 90 seconds into the film, we get the part where uh, Shinji is talking to a comatose Asuka, which turns into him monologuing a panicked cry for help, shaking her more and more until, hey, here's an interjection in the notes. Did you know Gainax was a studio that was so fucking infamous for its staff being horny otaku that putting extra jiggle on a character's breast was known as Gainaxing or the Gainax bounce? An anime studio horny, you say? No, no. Gynax uh-huh. was the king of horny. Uh-huh. There's a reason the term is named for them. Do they get well, like royalties from like the DOA guys? Uh, I think there's actually at least one ex Gynax <laughs> dude on this. Don't make me be, that, don't make me be, be that guy. But Dead or Alive are actually good fighting games. No, I I agree with that. But also, also very unfortunate. Ugh. It's very very horny. Good Dead yeah, or Alive yeah. is called Virtua Fighter. Fight me. I agree with you. Uh, <laughs> All right, cool. There hasn't been one in, like, what, like, 12 years? Did you know that Virtua Fighter is actually really easy and I should just not play, like, Ray? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm wow. really good at Ray. I don't know why everyone... I don't know why I'm... And also, what's her name? Sakura? Those are the two characters that I played and I was like, oh, this game is actually really easy. <laughs> It's like like take like when Goku takes off his weighted trading clothes when I switch characters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, mm-hmm. Matt, I'm someone talking is going about to a character ask. that has like 14 inputs to do like three punches. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and like seven stances that you have to manage, all with different move sets. That seems like an absolute fucking nightmare. It was great. He's a Muay Thai guy. He's the invoker of Virtua Fighter. <laughs> I only like very complicated mains that aren't good. Good news. Invoker was made for you. Great. Great. Anyway, someone is going to ask, why did you mention this bit about Gynax? Well, gee, Shinji, I don't know, but we never saw bare tits flopping around during Ava TV. No. And this I is don't the know if that's true. Scene. We saw a bunch of them flop around that tank full of blood. I mean, they weren't flopping. They were just kind of floating. Yeah, they were very still images as opposed to straight up bouncing into the center of the screen. I was trying to make a joke where I pretended that, like, bodies disenegrating was erotic. Thanks. Uh, I've definitely you, you, seen You should have waited to pull that, that one out till later this episode, that, Chris. That, uh, was very loaded. <laughs> <laughs> you have heard the story about Hellraiser at Thanksgiving, right? No, no. but also I did remember to start recording. When did you stop? No, never. I just wasn't sure if I remembered to Good. start. Good. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I remember you starting it because you said it at the time. Uh, yeah. Short version is the Hellraiser story is it involves my entire family yelling at me. The Cenobites weren't the heroes of the movie, Fletcher. Uh, Disagree, actually. So, I know, right? I literally just watched that like two weeks ago. Turns out it's cool. The Cenobites are the hero. Yeah, Hellra- Hellraiser fucking owns. Did you know yeah, there are I mean, eleven Hellraisers? Yes. <laughs> do you know? Do you know how bad the last one is? Because let me tell you, I could be a one-man Hellraiser podcast. I'll tell you right now that I was like, oh, this is why people think Clive Barker isn't a total hack. He made a good thing one time. Um, Books of Blood, the series of short stories that Hellraiser was loosely adapted from, is actually really good horror fiction. So. We made it through the prologue in two sentences so far. Let's keep it. Let's keep it. It's a good start. It's a good start, boys. Starting strong. Only 15 minutes in. Anyway, this is the scene where Shinji jerks off over a comatose woman. Hell yeah. Uh, See, I knew this was in the film. Like, so, okay. Everyone knows this is in the film. Yeah. I mean, like, I I saw, like, an old, like, that guy with the glasses reviewers coverage of this, like, years and years ago and the only two things i took away from it that i could still remember is this scene and the, the scene with um the elevator and um masato mm. but like you know this feels this feels like shinji's backsliding in a lot of ways because this feels like a like he's returning back to the time he almost kissed her in her sleep except it's much worse Yes. Right? Much worse. Well, Shinji is having a generalized breakdown, because now everyone Mm -hmm. he cares about is dead or comatose. Well, I mean, it's also, well, I'll probably talk about this more because it gets, becomes more of a thing later on, but like, you know, in terms of like, why Asuka out of all these people? Uh, But like, yeah, he, this felt really out of character for me. Like, I because this is the first time he's really explicitly doing anything sexual, right? Because, like, most of the time he in the series, like, he's been kind of nonplussed about anything with sex. And even the point of being judgmental with Masato about sex and, and whatnot. 
So uh, which that, will work, that which, which actually comes back here. That yeah, that face. face, which we see again in this in this movie. So like, it felt really weird to put this in here. Now, I did, you know, in the month since I've seen this the first time, I definitely, I, I like, I looked up some other materials and like listened to other podcasts that I've been holding off because I knew they were about Evangelion, and. The one thing that does make this make sense to me is this is Anno telling the audience, look, that's you. <laughs> yeah, that that is you when you guys like put these like characters up on a pedestal and like sell sexy statuettes of them. Like, congratulations, guys. <laughs> the entire context of this movie is hatred of fans of Evangelion. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is a very potent and on the nose. That's why Asuka finally gets her moment. <laughs> Remember, everybody, they're all still 14. Well, actually, Fletcher, they only look 14 because Ava pilots don't externally age as a side effect of piloting the Ava. <sighs> Fuck, I knew you were... What? I knew... What? I, I knew that what? now that we were here, you were going to start dropping rebuild stuff. Wait, I what? Oh. That's true. You're, That's you're true. kidding me. No. No. Gross. We're not. Um, it actually leads to a good moment because it makes Asuka rage that she's forever trapped in a child's body. Well, yeah, this I is mean, I'd be mad too. This is related to yeah. space jail. Yeah. There's space Wait. jail. Yeah, you, God, you've mentioned you space jail, have but now I'm wondering why. Anno off the rails Doug, Doug, space jail and horses are in the same movie. Are, are space are there horses on the space jail? No, but there is a trip oh. to SeaWorld. Oh yeah, they do go to right? SeaWorld. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, so masturbation scene, real uncomfortable. And like not just uh you know, the weird thing is also they there's a shot of like the door is locked, like he locked himself in there with her, which is weird. Yup. I don't know how you why why he would do that other than like to I guess make he, like, sure nobody walks in on him masturbating. Oh, this is where you see I... the arm bandages discussed previously. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, good point. I guess, yeah, he turned around and locked the door. Because <laughs> yeah. that makes it seem more premeditated. It than is. Just, uh, I don't yeah, like the, it. I don't again, like it. When, when Chris says this is him going out of the way to say don't be this, they're removing any trace of ambiguity here. Uh, like yeah. you should not have any way to look at this scene and go, but he actually. Uh huh. Anyhow, uh, this is an unconfirmed bit, but because I spent so much time researching it, a buddy of mine claims that after this scene, Shinji begins referring to himself in the adult masculine or ore pronoun as opposed to generalized or more youthful ones. This is at least partially correct. He drops an ore to end the scene when he's saying he's fucked up, but he barely speaks before this in the movie so that I can't really check it. And going back to an episode where I knew he would speak in pronouns, uh, episode 16, he definitely used some youthful stuff and no ores. That's interesting. Uh, This is one of the only lines I do recall from the old English dub, which replaced I'm the worst with I'm fucked up. Oh wait, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna take our intro again for you for a second. Okay. You're listening to Boku No Stop. I'm the worst. Yeah, I liked I'm fucked up better. Whatever. <laughs> but what? But one of those is true.
Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get the title card, which is simply air. And the bridge crew are discussing there is still a lockdown in effect, despite Kaworu's death and there being no more angels. It's really weird that we don't know what guy's name is. Which one? Ayuga? No. Oba? No. Other guy. Oba. Okay. That's his name? Yeah. I still can't remember his fucking name. I can't yeah, remember. the lanky dude is Oba. Okay. There uh-huh, you go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You better know it. He speaks a lot in this movie. Uh, He does. He does. That's true. <clears throat> Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in here. Yeah, so everyone's in lockdown. Uh, they're just waiting for the instrumentality project to begin. You know, they said, like, oh, I guess there's nothing else we can do. Um, Masato is sitting in her car overlooking the uh, the geo front. She's monologuing to herself. Uh, she says, having reached its limit as a colony of flawed and separate entities, humankind is to be artificially evolved into a single being, the instrumentality project. Which is, we've already discussed, really, the a lot of that in the previous episodes, but, well, we'll probably get more into it once we get there. And then um, we see Gendo and Fuyusuke just hanging out in the middle of Sele. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Sele, Sele is mad that they can't do the instrumentality via Lilith without the Lance. They'll have to do with uh, Unit 01, the only Lilith clone, which I don't think is correct. That is the quote. I took it down from the film. Yeah, but I don't believe that's canonically correct. Uh, I don't uh, know the actual genealogy of the bloody things. Fuyuti mutters to Gendo about how they have different plans. Uh, like, fam, hot mic, uh... <laughs> Why wouldn't we want to discard our human forms to just climb into the art named Ava? And the uh, Sele's plans were just, we should kill all of humanity. Yeah, this is this is the point where I am very confused whether what is really the difference between Sele's version of Third Impact and Gendo's version of Third Impact. Sele's version of Third Impact is everybody dies except for them because they can... Uh, do the mass-produced Ava thing with the dummy plugs that they can be inside of. So they would put... They would be they effectively would put, just wandering gods inside of the Avas in an empty human... in, in an empty world. But why is that a good... Like, I guess because then now Avas are the new humanity and that's the rebirth they keep talking about. Yeah. Yep. Also, Matt, weird. Matt, they have access to all of the resources of Earth, therefore making them the richest. Uh, great the end of the world is the latest capitalism that exists this is why global warming is good but when half the population dies we have way more resources Mm -hmm. anyway (laughs) Uh, this is also where the line that I was making fun of a second ago came from Uh, the fate of destruction is also the joy of rebirth which was the tagline on a lot of releases uh Gendo responds to the council with death gives life to nothing and their cut is then death is what you shall have and they cut all communications. Yeah. So at this point uh, we cut through various characters. Ray wakes up in the middle of the night to stare at the moon. She sees she has actually destroyed Gendo's old glasses at some point as opposed to thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Shinji is alone in the empty house not even able to like hide with his music. And Misato is hiding inside the Magi, hacking away, because she can do that now. She gets let out, like, in a scene, right? Like Misato. 
Oh, sorry, Misato. I'm I'm sorry. I'm like up where Ritsuko is like hiding in in the Magi, so you can. No, Misato. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm saying like I'm I'm. This happens like a minute later, and I'm just playing around with like scrubbing through the video. So that's why Matt I'm is watching you God, God. instead of recording a podcast about. The no, movie. I, I don't have it running this time. I'm just sort of poking around. All right. So, yeah. You got uh, Misato learns the truth of Second Impact by looking through these files. Fun fact, what she is reading on screen is actually a news article that was discussing the history of Gynax that just replaces random pronouns with names from the series. Uh, <laughs> it's hilarious if you read it. Because it's probably all gibberish. Um, It's mostly like referring to Ultraman projects as being Unit 01 or whatever. Good news, yeah. that, that rumor has been dispelled. The, the Shin, uh, yeah. Shin Ultraman? Well, the the delay was the thing they announced. Mm-hmm. They we just don't know the reason. <laughs> anyway, oh, because Anu didn't feel like it. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, everything that she is working on ends up deleted, and she goes for her gun because she thinks that they found her hacking. Then, when nobody walks in, she goes, "Ah, shit, Sele." The most depressing thing about that delay is they just announced they started actual production in February. <laughs> Yep. That was quick. Um, they they announced they had been working on it before that, but yeah. But it's like, full uh-huh. steam ahead, get the computers, get the guys with the pencils. Yep. It's impressive mm-hmm. that Anyhow. they did reproduction without pre- pencils. Uh, so, alarms go off on the bridge, the comms get cut out, and, uh... Turns out that literally the entire planet's magi, all of the other magi are trying to hack their magi. Uh, it's coming from five other magi servers uh, in places that don't matter. Uh, that was more <laughs> awkward than just saying the thing. Uh, the hack is coming from five other magi servers around the globe. Uh, they can't slow it down, and Fayutsuki realizes uh, they're not just coming for the magi. And Gendo sends some rando to go fetch Ritsko from her cell. Uh, her line is, the ego on that man. Even a discarded woman has her uses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I, 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 the, we I'm have a first. different sub, because I think ours is like, he even expects a, um, he even expects a, uh, not scorned, but like a thrown away woman to jump at his command. I mean, the, it's roughly the same yeah. exact thing, but just phrasing. Yeah, just a different... Yeah, I know. It's just got different sense of, like, control. Yeah. What what subs did you guys use, by the way? I'm just curious. Whatever came with the... Uh, Whatever came with the V2. Downloaded. Okay. I think it's, it says Renewal V2. I don't know if that's well, that destructive. Would, I don't know if that's the old manga entertainment subtitles or not. I don't. I'm curious. Who cares? Mm-hmm. The, ours Me! Had the, ours had the fucked up. Because I'm just curious what you were working off of. That's oh, that's all. true. Ours does say fucked up at the beginning. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's definitely the old subtitles. Good. Okay. Great. Perfect. Cool. All right, so uh, Misato immediately ceases fucking around, comes into the bridge, and gets a sit rep. At 8 a.m., Japan revoked Nerve's independence, and the Japanese government has taken control. Uh, Misato, Gendo, and Fuyutsuki are all thinking to themselves, but not saying out loud, oh shit, if the hack fails, they are going to send in ground troops. The mm. hack fails because Ritsuko is magic. Yep. The systems begin repeating the word freeze, 
freeze, freeze in the background for the next couple scenes, which I find hilarious. <laughs> and now a Type 666 firewall is in place. Keel talks to the rest of Sele and goes, all right, fuck it, grab a gun and move out. Mm-hmm. So the yeah, Japanese military take positions and begin slowly just dismantling nerve. They shell every single radar and surveillance post on the surface. They begin moving in bit by bit, blinding the base. And Maya blanches at the fact that Gendo's orders are everyone needs to be battle stations against fellow humans. Yeah, and Fiyutsuki has a line here. Uh, it seems uh, man's ultimate enemy is man himself, which is sounds way more profound than it is. <laughs> this invasion sequence is fucking brutal. Yeah, it's great. It is. Uh, it is obscenely, obscenely dark. Uh, so, like, there's, there's yeah, you some see good flamethrower getting... into a door with women screaming. Yeah, yeah. There's the flamethrower was just that is like later. The, that is later, but like, yeah, it starts with a like a, a guard getting a knife in the back, and then, uh, oh yeah, there's a truck that gets like two RPGs, you know, like launched into it and explodes. Like you, you see, like the big hole in it, like two big holes, like burst in it, and then it explodes. It looks really cool. Um, but yeah, they're just shooting everybody indiscriminately. Like there's one scene where like a woman is dragging like the body of another coworker, you know, whatever nerd person by the arm and she just gets unceremoniously shot you know there's a flamethrower it's it's definitely like there's a lot of wanton violence like when Masato drives over that guy's body oh yeah yeah, yeah. there's a lot of we that. are roughly five-ish minutes in and we've already had a lot of graphic sex and violence because this is not tv anymore mm-hmm. oh good we're yeah, only six it... times longer than the movie ha <laughs> So like the and there's also comments by the you know the bridge crew the nerve bridge crew that like oh we weren't really designed to fight other humans uh and we've been getting our funding slowly cut maybe they planned this all along and then here's my happen. cardboard box full of rifles that is <laughs> way later but yeah <laughs> Everyone forgets throughout this series that Misato is technically the tactical officer, and her mm -hmm. training kicks in immediately as she goes, this is a feint, start uh, defending the pilots because they're going to want to take them out if they want the Avas, we need to block this off, and starts going full defensive with the base. Unit 01 on standby, put Asuka in 02. Someone says, she hasn't regained secret yet. She will absolutely be murdered if we do not protect her. Hide O2 at the bottom of the lake. It's safer than the cage. Mm -hmm. And they have no idea where Ray is. Um, so which... we cut to her completely naked inside the Ava graveyard at the bottom of the base. Oh, just having a dip, you know, as you do. Uh, she never wears clothes, does she? The entire movie. Yeah, she does. There's a oh. lot of clothes in this movie for her. She's got three outfits. Well, there's there's the one scene where you see the three. Well, getting way ahead of ourselves, where you see the three different rays. But like from here up until like, all the visions of her onward, she's in the dress oh, good from point. the start of the show. Yeah, but I mean, like the physical body ray, not this weird ghost ray we'll talk about. Anyway, they, yeah, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> there are no satisfactory answers for ghost ray. I didn't think there would be. 
<laughs> I made Fletcher write get some notes for a thing that we can talk about later if you want to talk about Ghost Ray. Okay. Anyway, that comes <laughs> later. So, uh, they can't get O1 going because Shinji is still outside the base. Every mm-hmm. single defensive barrier in the building begins shutting, but at this point the troops are no longer being subtle and are just blasting things open with weaponry and shape charges. At yeah. this point, Gendo abdicates the bridge to Fuyutsuki, who agrees with this and says, give my regards to Yui. <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Nerve is just getting absolutely dismantled. There are corpses in hallways all over the place. And yeah, there's this is the line where Masato says, oh, I guess we weren't really you know, outfitted to fight other humans, which is why we're getting destroyed right now. Um, and she gives the order to surrender levels uh, one through three. Says all survivors get in as deep into the base as possible, and they will f- and flood the highest level areas with bakelite. And so bakelite. you see bakelite. I've always heard of bakelite, so I guess it's no. It, it's definitely it. pronounced bakelite. It's a real. Uh, no, I, I know it's it, it was used in like like pick guards and stuff for like. Guitars in the listen, 50s. Listen to fucking films. paracord owner Fletch. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've always heard it big light. I've heard my wife say will murder me. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, it's plastic. It's liquid plastic. Yes. So, uh, there's some shots here of nerve, nerve corpses on stairways being slowly consumed by the resin river, and a very good uh, shining style shot of it just rolling down the hall. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In a uh, oh, okay. There's a uh, yeah. mirror of the Gendo Fuyutsuki scene as Misato like loads up her gun and tells Hayuga, uh, "Sorry, the rest of this is up to you." And she leaves to go get Shinji to the robot. Hayuga uh, mm-hmm. and Guy begin chatting. Uh, <sighs> we're not. Oh. <laughs> We're not, this far, we're not going to get his name right. He said, we're not really equipped to fight platoons of soldiers, uh, barely are equipped to fight terrorists. Uh, this probably expends, explains why they kept cutting our self-defense funds and training. Uh, uh, they specifically say they were trained in case terrorists attacked the base, yeah. not a full platoon. Yeah. Uh, this is cut off when the defense force blows open one of the walls and begins bursting in with like riot shields and just firing a guy slides over to Maya and offers her a pistol which she refuses saying she can't shoot other people where is my body pillow instead Uh, (laughs) more gunfire happens near them and we cut to the title card love is destructive Mm mm-hmm and when we get back, Ray is just chilling in the uh, in the tank with all the clone parts. Hell the yeah. Clone guts just floating around in there, you know, marinating. Uh, Gendo shows up and simply says, uh, I knew I'd find you here, <laughs> which is uh, OK. <laughs> I mean, and this this is different than the Sephiroth, right? The, the Sephiroth grave. There's um, LCL in there, too. I don't know if they're connected or how they're I connected. I don't know if they're the same structure, but they're close <laughs> enough to one another. It, it's really hard to know what the layout of this floor of the base is. It's really easy. The yeah. katana isn't here. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, uh, Gendo claims the promised time has come. Let's go. So it's the same thing from episode 25. Yep. 
Uh, now that you've seen this, Matt, and now that you've rewatched this, Chris, what are your guys' takes on the it's simultaneous, it's a different ending theory? Mm, it definitely... 25 I, and 26 happen in the middle because there's a point right after we do the hilarious Shinji fade out where they start interspersing things from 25 and 26. Like at, at one point, here's the stage lights. At the next point, they redo the Misato thing. And then Shinji acts as though he has information from 25, 26. So like clearly it happens in the middle. So what's your take on that, Matt? I mean, I I saw nothing to, you know, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I would have to be diving a lot closer into how they go through that whole section and comparing it to 25 and 26 to see if they conflict in any particular way. And probably if they do, it's just, you know, your typical continuity error because things get, you know, retconned or slightly adjusted anyway. So, like, I, I think this... You know what? Now that I think about it, though, it doesn't seem as if Shinji gets to the congratulations stage until, like, way later in the film compared to where it would be if you fit it in the middle. Yes, somewhere. that's what I mean, is that all of those things yeah. happen, but spread out throughout the events of the movie is the way to make the entire movie and 25 and 26 make yeah. pretty good sense together. I mean, the only... The only thing is, I would say they do repeat the whole uh, Shinji staring at Masato having sex with Kaji thing, uh, and they they do it way way longer. But also, it feels like it would be retreading if it was intended to not replace the previous episodes. So, there's no official word on which is which. I mm-hmm. and it sounds like you guys believe the theory that they're they're happening at the same time. One is just a different view of the events. Yeah. Uh, there are other people who think that these are different cycles of third impact. Like it goes one way and then one world, one way and another. Well, I guess we should get into the the time loop thing now. Then let's do it. Time loop. There's a time loop. Yeah. Uh, time loop. Not confirmed time loop. So. Oh. There's, uh, this is part rebuild stuff, particularly the third rebuild, which is the one you would want to see anyway, uh, where basically the ghost rays, because there's one in episode one, if you remember. Oh, that was, I, I took that as not as a ghost ray, it was just, no, you know. No, because Ray's in the of... hospital bandaged up. Oh, you're right. These ghosts. Oh, wait, wait, wasn't that? Oh, wait, I thought what happened was she got injured in that angel attack that you saw in episode mm-hmm. one, but no, she was she not got, injured prior to that. She got her injuries in the zero activation when they had to forcibly eject the plug. Oh. Which happened before mm. the series started in episode so one. So that is a ghost ray. <laughs> so these ghost rays are referred to as quantum rays with the idea that after third impact everything is cyclical and there is a time loop and that is like the remnants of lilith echoing across all of the time loops yeah i'm not really into that why I, not I, I don't i i just it just seems mm, it just seems like it's trying Matt, what? the title of 4.0 is 3.0 plus 1.0 repeat uh yeah no the i repeat just is new to me i hadn't heard that that's the uh, uh it's a musical symbol at the end of it 
Okay. Yeah, no, I just, I, I feel like that's trying too hard to make these different, you know, plots try to hang together and not try to reject any one of them as being non-canonical. And that's just, it just seems like it's trying too hard. I mean, I would have to also watch the rebirth to see how they, you know, articulate that. But, you know, it, I don't know. I So right now we're uh, talking theory stuff. None of that is really right, yeah. confirmed. Uh, you could just take it as here's a random thing that happens, but it happens a lot and is given symbolic meaning now and implied by a short for 3.0 for 4.0 uh-huh. plus the name. So I think I don't think you're to read that the time loop happens now, but it definitely could happen in the rebuild and nobody knows yet. Uh, OK, 3.0 yeah. I, I is mean, like, what if we swept this can of worms off the table and dumped like a fishing boat of worms on the table and walked away? Yeah, I mean, there's a certain level of, you know, I know death of the author is a thing, but like people ascribing intentionality to things that may have just been, you know, accidental or unintentional. Like, you know how like people say, you know, Dark Souls is this has this sort of very delicate touching of the story and there's a lot of environmental telling, but it doesn't hang together into there isn't like a really central narrative in the way that most games are. And that was a great thing. But it just so happened that, you know, the guys at FromSoft were just like, well, we're bad at writing stories. So let's just not do that. <laughs> uh, let's just not write a central story. And it just turned out that what they ended up with was way more effective. <laughs> you know, it's like it feels kind of like that, where it's people are bringing in like the whole, oh, this was masterminded from the beginning thing, where it seems like it's probably more accidental or just happened at you know make decisions were being made week to week or whatever month to month and they're trying to tie it together in a way that doesn't feel practical right it's so this is possibly this is a theory for rebuild continuity which could then be applied to this if you wanted to but there is a possible theory about your about your ghost race gotcha anyway and then yeah, let's let's see how you feel on that after rebuild one. Okay. Uh yeah, so uh nerve is getting fucked up. Some more. Uh we actually hear radio chatter from the JSSDF who are being urged to shoot non-combatants, and the pilots are the number one target. Yep. And we see Shinji, he's hiding under the stairs in this in this holding bay. I don't whatever like it's a place in there we haven't been to before but it's a it's a uh, corridor yeah there's just a lot of corridors like this uh and he's sulking and he's like this is the point where i'm starting to realize why people hate shinji so much because this whole next section of shinji being completely you know going completely limp and trying to do absolutely as little as possible i, I just find it grading in a way and that's also like well everything he's done has caused other people lots of problems yeah i mean i could see how like i could see a a through line from you know what he kills kawaru he feels really bad and then this happens and he's just this is the lowest he's been yeah that was under 24 hours ago for him yeah i the the sense of time is a little weird especially when you had two episodes in the middle there (laughs) yeah so think about it like this you have Asuka, then you have Ray, and then you have Kawaru, 
back to back to back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just this this was definitely the whole like actually no get in the fucking robot. <laughs> the first time I said to myself, no, get in the fucking robot. <laughs> um but yeah he's he's hiding there um and this is this is when the the soldiers find him yeah 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 so he's he's found by a couple of soldiers and cold steel the hedgehog shows up and says nothing personnel kid (laughs) (laughs) and then uh (laughs) and then uh Misato flies in uh, and kills all three of these dudes. Uh, yep. It also says nothing personnel. Uh, <sighs> what's the matter, Fletch? I'm disgusted at you for making that joke and myself for knowing what it is. <laughs> you liked it. <laughs> every time I think, every time I read, nothing personal, kid. That's all I can think about. <laughs> What's that Shinji line? I'm fucked up. Uh-huh. I have <laughs> the inter- I up. have the internet brain poison. Uh, <laughs> it's not just you. Using one of their radios, she finds out. Uh, you know what? Is it part of the territory the invaders have? And to top it off, Shinji uh, just sucks a lot and says, mm-hmm. "Kill me, go ahead." And Misato tells him to keep it keep it together. You could die later. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the bridge where the top pillars with Fuyutsuki and the crew on it are under assault, and uh, the guys are firing back, and Maya's huddled under the desk sobbing. Both of the guys with guns realize, A, they're not using explosives in there because that's the room that has the magi, and B, they are all extremely fucked if they begin using anything more than conventional weapons in this assault. Well, guess what? I assume <laughs> smash cut to bombers in an N2 mine blowing open the geofront. Also, I assume yep. BC weapons are supposed to be biochemical. That's what I think that meant. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was not in my translation. Oh, they talk about if they use anything that isn't just like guns. Well, they also yeah, bring they, up they, the they, N2 mine separately. They do. Yeah. But they, they do yeah. mention BC. Like they said, things could get real bad if, if they start using BC weapons, which I, I meant I thought was biochemical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's when they bring out the cavemen women and start swinging in by the hair like bonk. That's Ooh. when they begin looking for uh, the quest for fire. That's a joke for me. Is that the is that the awful caveman movie with Jack Black? No, that's year one. I'm talking about the actual BC licensed video game based on the comic strip. BC, the quest for fire. Oh boy. No, wait. BC, the quest for tires. My bad. Oh, I was thinking huh. of that other awful movie where no one speaks yeah, the whole uh, time. Yeah, the quest for fire is the actual film. Okay. Right. So you were right. Uh, the Jack Black one is year one, though. My wife likes that movie, not ironically. Uh, I haven't seen it. It's terrible. It's not amazing. I, I would believe it. I would believe it. So yeah, there's a big hole in the in the geofront now. And guess what goes right through the hole? A bunch of lines. A whole fuck ton of missiles. Yup. That shot is really good. <laughs> I have it up I, right now. It's amazing. I actually like how much Fuyutsuki we get in this movie. Because he doesn't really get to shine out of Gendo's shadow. And one good moment is Hyuga just going, don't these bastards know about self-restraint and all Fuyutsuki can do is smirk and go, they're overdoing it. 
Yeah, and he says that like three different times. He's like, they're trying really hard. But also, Fuyuski <laughs> reveals how bad Gendo is and everything when the shock absorbers were ever set to anything but maximum. Yeah. Yeah, Fuyuski is actually using all their resources as opposed to Gendo just being cool dad up in the corner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Maya is curious why they even want the Ava so much with all the angels dead, and we cut down to the Ava graveyard with row uh-huh. upon row of orange zero zero heads on spines. It's like a Mortal Kombat down there. Yeah, fuck yeah it is basically the pit. <laughs> uh... Misato explains they want to cause third impact. Second impact was something humans did, and that was before the angels showed up. We are descended from Lilith, just like the angels are from Adam. Technically, humans are the 18th angel. It's like, here's the plot, if you didn't know. Would you have known that we were the real monsters? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I just love that there's a fucking highway by these spines. Like, it's a suspension bridge. Her car can get ludicrous amounts of places inside this complex. Yeah, no, it's 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 a very, like, striking image. Look, <laughs> for sure. Hayuga drives a fucking van directly into the command center at one point. That That is true. I can't remember when that happened. It feels like a hallucination. Um, mm, that's a good Oh, it question. was during the power outage. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, the other angels were other possibilities. Humans that took on a different form, with humans being... Equi- There's some translation weirdness with this line. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only way to be safe is you have to destroy the other Ava series, Shinji. End this for us. And then we go to the most anime office of all time. With the giant yeah. fucking pendulum. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we just we just cut to the Prime Minister of Japan. Yep. He's, uh... Mm-hmm. I can't can't get a hold of anyone on ner- at nerve troops or hostiles. Uh, his secretary explains that the pla- place was carpet bombed three minutes ago, and then asks if they want Germany or China to rebuild. And he says, mm, "This is very different than the translation we watched." So the translation. Okay, what did you have? The translation we watched implies, "Do you want Germany or China to take over in place of Nerve as is?" And he says, "Let's make sure no one can go there for twenty years, like old Tokyo," implying they're just yeah. going to nuke it into the ground. Gotcha. Uh, the one I had is, "Do we want to ask Germany or China for help rebuilding?" And the prime minister just says, "They'll probably overcharge us. Let's just leave the ruins alone, like we did with old Tokyo." Mm-hmm. That's less compelling. There's also a line about humans are the only like creatures able to hate their own kind. Because mm-hmm. like because they, they they think Nerve was trying to destroy all humans just to destroy all humans. Well, that's what Sele told them because Sele is like the UN. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, the invaders have found the O2 in the bottom of the lake, but haven't done anything with it because they don't know Asuka's inside, and she's just moping in the thing. Well, she's, like, asleep. She's, like, passed out, my dude. No, she's awake. Well, no, I'm saying she wakes up here realizing she's in the robot. <clears throat> uh, just a, just a sub-note on that, that Germany-China thing. Uh, he's asked about redevelopment, and the guy says, no, we won't make the same mistake twice. So he's basically saying, fuck nerve, let's just get rid of all of it. So, closer to what mine line was than you thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, they drop depth charges into the lake, and even with zero sync with the robot, Asuka is still wincing when one bounces off the O2's skull and blows up. I think that's because it's supposed to be super loud and be like a shell shock style thing, and not like a sync thing. Yeah, it's it's mostly just the fact that she clutches her head the same time the robot takes the hit. That's all I mention it for. Asuka just begins muttering, I don't want to die over and over again, and then we hear her mother's voice saying, stay alive, you shouldn't die, and then eventually goes to, I won't let you die, uh, and then we get a bunch of, uh, a bunch more voices coming in, including her mother going, doing the familiar, die with me, which is, uh, shouted at by another rising voice saying, don't kill her? Yeah. This mm-hmm. this scene is really garbled because there's a lot of crosstalk and yeah. she's muttering the whole time. So I want to ask this of you guys. There's two ways to read this scene. There's uh, probably more ways, but there's two ways mm-hmm. the fans roll with. We know Asuka is mentally ill. How do you take this part? I mean, I don't think she's schizophrenic if that's what you're driving towards. So that's what some people think that is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like, curious what you guys would take a read on. Well, I mean, I guess you could say, you know, schizophrenia often shows up in, you know, during adolescence and trauma can definitely trigger it. But like, I feel like, is this trauma any particularly worse than any other trauma she's already gone, gone through to date? She'll get, it'll get worse. It it'll get worse. Uh, but yeah. like, uh, you know, this really I read that as, you know, because the mother was the one saying, I want I want you to die with me, you know, in her flashbacks. Um, so like, I think it's just, this is the mother having conflicted feelings because she's still mentally unstable. So there's a read on this scene that is Yui was a clean transfer into the O one doctor, um, Soryu's experiment was not a full transfer of her soul. So Yeah, yeah, they mentioned it's that. It's still it's still fragmented, and so you have half of it going die with me, half of it going I my baby. And all of it still burns. So I I mean the question is, did that fragmentation happen at the point of trying to get her soul in there, or did it was was she already breaking down prior to that because of uh because of her husband's infidelity? I mean, we we definitely know the soul thing happened. So yeah, we definitely know her soul split. It's just whether or not the split contains like was the whatever split fragmentation you know, p- fragment that ended up in Unit O two. Whether or not that was had both elements in it prior to the fragmentation, or whether or not the fragmentation caused it. Probably not. The fragmentation probably caused it. Made her become very mentally unwell, which is then why her uh-huh. husband started fucking around. Hmm is the order that makes narrative sense to me. Um, it's Yeah, it's definitely confirmed he was not screwing around on her until she was in the hospital. Because that's her doctor, that's where, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes that makes more sense. Um, yeah. All right, I was just curious of your read on it. I mm. kind of think, uh, it's a thing I hadn't thought before, but this scene made me go, you know, Asuka could just be schizophrenic to some degree. I mean... I I don't know. I would I would have to know more about stuff like borderline personality disorders and stuff like that and like looking at her previous behavior to really see if there's a thread there. Also, uh, I don't think it adds much. I, I just true. think it's hard to put all of the die with me suicidal whatever as, oh, yeah, this was definitely her mother at all times and not just like 
the growing fucked up voice in her head. Yeah, that's definitely her recollection of her mother in conflict with her actual mother. But she was also a child, so who knows how much that has been tainted over the years and, and sort of confabulated. I don't know. I, like I, said, I, I just don't see... I mean, I see her as mentally unwell, but not schizophrenic. All right. Yeah. I was just curious. That's why I asked. Mm-hmm. Man, this is the part of the movie I thought we wouldn't spend a lot of time on. I know you said that, and I'm like, that's a lie. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. Oh, no, I think we're going to go much faster through 26 Prime. So the scene ends, you know, it comes to a climax, and with, with Asuka screaming about how she wants to live, and cut, you see another flash of several, uh, like, frames of uh, her in pain, her head splitting open in blood, maggots, all sorts of fun stuff. And a slow, and a ends on a slow chanting chorus and waves on the beach of the, the lake that she's on, you know, in, under at the moment. Um, the Isle of Internalization. <laughs> There's one of the few changes from the Rebirth edit to the final end of Ava is this scene. Uh, in Rebirth, there's no animation of Asuka taking her mother's hand, so it just hard cuts from the little sketch to O2 bursting awake. Mm-hmm. You know, you see a cross explosion. Asuka, like, reaches out and grabs the hand of her mother, whatever the image of her mother that's showing to her, and, you know, Ava comes alive. She's saying, Mama, I understand now, and that the AT field has always been protecting me, and... She gets up and it gets immediately face slammed with a missile and then grab, you know, does the sort of handout block, you know, of another missile. And they both do the crumple thing that we saw in like episode one. That looked really cool. Yep. Um, and they both explode. Well, like it's exactly what the first angel did. Well, the yep. first one, like it, it streamed through more like this one crumpled up like a shorter amount. But still, it's the same idea. Um, and she's OK. At least for now. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where Masato drives over the uh, the J JSSDF dude. What are you hinting at? What? Like the end of this scene for her? It was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've already like what like hinted towards it like three times now. Um, and yeah, she's still trying to get Shinji in the robot. She hears over the radio that um, O2 has come alive and is attacking and Shinji perks up here because yeah, he this does. is the first. It's <laughs> uh, God damn it, Chris. God. Uh, this is this is the first time he he finds he stands up on his third leg. He finds that Asuka is alive and functional. God, you're making this worse, Chris. Like... Oh, functional. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Lude. she's able to do things like she's uh -huh. not in a coma. Uh huh. Oh, Christ. Uh, what I'm hearing is consent. This... Speaking of lewd, they target the O2's third leg, the umbilical cable. Uh, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> they, yeah, it's where uh, I derive they... all my power from, my third leg. <laughs> <laughs> I just stick this sucker in a USB port and then I got five <laughs> minutes to go. Uh, gee. <laughs> USB two or three. This is what Gorilla Mindset is like. Well, <laughs> uh, somebody, a series of jokes we've made. <laughs> somebody, somebody, mock that up and try to get Sertovich to sell it. 
<laughs> look, so look, it's basically a flashlight with a plug. Look, all I'm saying is that you have the slit in the front, so you can put the USB connector on the inside right in there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh. So this is uh. Well, oh God, I'm trying to get back on track on this one. Uh, uh, the troops start targeting the O2's umbilical cable, and Asuka yeah. ejects it when it takes damage, cocky as can be, because she's armored and pissed off. And these are just tanks. What can go wrong? Uh, she starts deploying her AT field as a weapon, like some of the angels did, just waving it through crowds of troops at a time to demolish them. I want to ask now, do we want to do a sort of wrap-up episode on the series when we're done with End of Ava another time, or should I drop some of the Ava 64 stuff now in these recordings? Uh, you can do it now. Sure. So I'm probably never going to think was, about this again when we're done with the rebuilds. Okay. There was a very strange adaptation of the series for the Nintendo 64 that had you playing as mostly Shinji in a lot of different angel battles throughout the series. They were done as little mini-games. Uh, amusing bits are the fact that they would let you take out some of them in non-standard ways. When you uh-huh. did the, like when you did the Puyo Pup to to self-actualize, it was a weird mini game. <laughs> uh, actually, they have you do DDR for dance if you want to win, and if <laughs> you course. hit, if you hit a final note that comes out of nowhere at the last second, you can actually be so synchronized that you avoid blowing up into the mountain and like get a stylish end. Nice. It's like little things like that. Um, if you aim really well on the sniper fight, you can take it out in one shot and it just starts exploding and falls down. Stuff like that. That's um, cool. One of those alternate scenes is that near the end, how they handle End of Ava is you are Asuka invincible running around wrecking tanks with your field. It and rules. If you are just playing on normal difficulty, it just ends after that fight and you see the credits over the thing that we're about to discuss that happens. Uh, otherwise, Weird. you actually do that fight, are timed on how to do it. Oh, they crisis for it? But if you complete it, you go into a bonus stage where a god-powered Unit 01 just wrecks all of the mass production Avas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole alternate end of Ava ending in that game. Crazy. We'll get there later. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this this fight scene rules. Like, yeah, pretty much all the animation from this till the till the break, but the fighting animation is just it's brutal and awesome. The absolute best shot in it is when uh, Asuka rolls out rolls out of an attack. Yeah. And it just unbelievably sells the sense of scale. Yeah. I mean there's also Right, right. Well we'll get to like the uh the first bit. But yeah, she's like smashing helicopter she's like grabbing a helicopter by the tail and smashing into another one and like she like bitch slaps one of them. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's it's really fun. And also That's a move you can do in the game. And the thing is the the helicopter is Asuka like Asuka slaps the helicopter and says, That's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody make that edit and throw it up on YouTube. Uh but yeah, I, I have like been how making the... so many Ava shit posts you have no idea. They're gonna be <laughs> album art for these. <laughs> I, I like that the, the helicopters like break apart 
before they explode. Fletcher, you know that, that depression medication commercial where it says, who does depression hurt? Everyone. I thought about that where the shot is just like O2's like eaten face. I will absolutely mock that up. <laughs> Seriously, you have no idea how many of these are on my desktop. I'm going to put them up as album art for all the Ava, end of Ava and rebuild stuff. Hooray! <laughs> Shit post for everybody. I am, yep. I am in fact a shit post machine. We finally got a work Discord for just our team, and I was given permission to shit post in it. Uh, I actually, I actually used the Jeff Gersman "You can't beat one hundred percent" photo in a work presentation this past week. You know what? <laughs> it's just the clip of Shinji Sinkrate going to four hundred percent. Oh, uh, if I have to do a follow-up when we finish this merge, I'll add that in. Mm. Anyway, uh, this whole sequence is gorgeous, as we mentioned. This is, like, most of this is the budget of the films. This and the next part. Um, the O2 looks to the sky and does a half-roar, but it doesn't come out as loud and proud as the O1 always did, and it doesn't open its mouth. Sometimes coming out mm. doesn't go the way you want to. Nope. Uh, wow. Sailavy. Uh, do, do you want this? <laughs> Speaking of coming out, Sailay begins circle jerking about how much Ava's totally suck, you guys. And he says, well, I guess we'll have to fight fire with fire. And that's when the mass production Ava series uh, dropped by the hilarious stealth bomber carriers, but also numbered in case you forgot. Uh, yep. Are just dropped out. Uh, there are nine of them. There are units five through thirteen, uh, and they are all powered by Kawaru bread dummy plugs. Also, they have wings, which really, like, if that's a Kawaru dummy plug, man, Kawaru is a like fucking unhinged motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he explodes his own head, dude. I mean, like, spoilers, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Wait, don't worry about it. Space jail. Um... Yeah. Oh, space jail. Oh, uh, mm, mm, mm. You don't even know how <laughs> stupid Kawaru gets, my man. God. Kaw- Get excited Kawaru about this. Is- <laughs> Kawaru is basically turns into a 30 rock character in Rebuild. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I don't know you. What you talking about, Gendo Ikari? Uh, sorry. <laughs> Can we get through this, guys? Like, we'll get there. Oh we'll my get god! To the, rebuild. the worst part is I have to watch a rebuild one and two over a month, waiting for three. Uh, oh, you don't have that offhand? I have it. You don't have those. You don't have those DVDs right here. I do. In fact, how, just how many times am I supposed to watch them? Nice fully work, by the way. Those are the actual DVDs beside me. Well, yeah. Blu-rays. Yeah. Yeah. So it was fully anyway. work where you pretended Blu-rays or DVDs. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the mass production Avas have wings, giant blades, and uh, if you're watching Rebirth, the scene where they're flying around O2 circling like vultures is where the film hard cuts to credits. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. That's where... So wow. I want you to think about this. You go see Death and Rebirth, or maybe just Rebirth, depending on the theatrical run. Uh-huh. As you get to this point, they launch these things, and the film st- 
stops because that's how much they had finished at the time. Oh, wow. What a ballsy move. Yeah, yeah. There are clearly, and, and and it's like all of like a couple of like minutes before they actually do the intermission here. Yes, hilariously, God, what there a troll! Two points in this movie where it's obvious they spent all of the money, and it's this fight, and then the very end where the animation quality is out of the out of this world. Yeah, it's very good, uh, yeah, and, um, and in ways that are very disturbing. Hell in the yeah. second half. There's. There's some reuse as soon as 26 Prime. I know. I was shocked about that. Anyway, well, we'll let's are get you really this half? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of have to agree with Chris. Come on. No, I mean, like, come on, my guy. There was. I, you know what? I just. You watched Sailor I really Moon. hoped. <laughs> They're literally they just sliding reused. around fucking gifs at some Dude. point. Dude. Dude, there is it, the so much less reuse in Sailor Moon. I don't believe you. Uh, dude, I'm the not trans- even kidding. The attacks the transformations, transformations are basically it. Oh, well, and the attacks. They repeat the attacks for an entire season. Uh, that's true, but they redo yeah. them every season. That's like and 40% of every episode. No, dude, because they start skipping transformations entirely. Uh, yeah, sometimes they just, sometimes just like, oh, well, they transformed. We, you know what happens. And then like, you know, it's special when they like intercut all five of them transforming at once. <laughs> Uh, for Yutsuki comments, these are all equipped with S2 engines, and they can't plan to begin it here. Are they Solid Snake or Solid Simulation engines? They are definitely the Solid State Squad. Never mind. Oh! That was a, that was a uh... I know you were doing a Ghost in the Shell joke. No, I was doing a Middle Gear Solid joke. I said Solid Snake. Oh, The okay. S3 simulation, Fletcher, is the Solid Snake simulation. Oh, I thought you were talking about either the Bimani Solid State Squad or the uh, Solid State Society from Ghost in the Shell. Mm. There's a lot of S3s in uh, anime. Let's just let's just leave it there. Figure. And AWS. (laughs) 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 I'm so mad. Scalable, secure storage. Fletcher, what do you want? To die. It's got scalable in the name. That's how you know it's good. <laughs> I want to die is what I want. So, so speaking of Amazon Web Services, inside the complex, Masato makes one last call on her car phone to Hayuga. Oh, I was going to point out, uh, there's one other thing these have different. Yeah, than okay, read your fucking Amazon. awful joker joke. I was really just going to point out the fact that these don't have faces and can uh-huh. shapeshift, but sure. Yeah, no, oh. I mean, their faces are, like, got, got this real, uh, you know, these very they keep, like, thick red lips and, like, teeth. They're just and they lips really around goofy. teeth, oh, no yeah, eyes. Yeah, they're Mr. Popos, yeah. but white. Got it. <laughs> oh. Well, we hadn't mentioned that. If anyone doesn't know that shit, they're yeah, gonna want picture it. Mr. Popo, but if he was white. Now I can do that thanks to you, Aspen. You're welcome. <laughs> He's still like that Anyhow. in the last episode. He's still around? <laughs> we, we we definitely mentioned he's still in Super, yeah. I I guess just like, wow, that's just throwing him. Here's the fan service, he, he Mr. Is, Popo. He that. is racist grandpa in. Yeah. Damn it, that was what I was going to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> My wife was apparently napping because she just yelled, you're so loud at me. Nice. <laughs> Uh, 
So speaking of Mr. Popo, inside the complex, Misato makes one last call on her car phone to Hayuga, asking if she has seen the route to 01 correct. He confirms there's one safe path to, uh, from where... They they zoom out the camera and you can tell that she has crashed the car into a wall. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shinji's just hanging out in the fetal position and being awful. And she reloads her gun mm-hmm. and just starts dragging him, forcing him to stand up and walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asuka gripes about the fact that Misato ordered her to destroy all nine units with no survivors. And how could she be so harsh with someone who just recovered? She says with this shit-eating grin. That's great. <laughs> she That's has 3.5 minutes to kill nine Avas. 20 seconds for each. Mm-hmm. And this... The gore and violence in this scene is impressive. She uh-huh. leaps onto the first, planting all her weight on its face and smashing the head in, and then lifts it above her head to tear it into two. She starts counting in German, covered in blood, and we begin cutting between a few scenes at once. Mm-hmm. Shinji and Masato are at the emergency elevator, and she psychs herself up for what she knows is a Hail Mary-ass move. The gunfire happens, and they retreat. Uh, the troops do not pursue, because the section they ran into is marked for demolition. Shinji and Misato, uh, they they get to an elevator. Misato is very visibly gut shot, and Shinji finally starts showing some emotion, you know, because before he was just, you know, a dead fish. Uh, and they have a long conversation going back and forth. Uh, we're going to summarize that because it's actually pretty it's, long. It's very dense. Yeah. And so Shinji's saying all he does is hurt people like Asuka or Kawaru and presumably Toji as well. And he said he'd rather die than, than hurt somebody again. And Masato replies um, with, well, if that's the case, you can die right here now and congrats, you're done. Or... Uh, she thinks that he doesn't really want that. Uh, he wants to hurt other people because it makes him feel worse than if he just hurts himself as a form of emotional masochism. And also, she she says, you know, guess what? I'm not a say either, but I've realized my mistakes and I've confronted them. And later on, like, I can I can choose to regret them or not. Um, but you need to own up to your mistakes in order to to face them and atone for them. Uh, there's a really good line here, which is, it's just been a continuous cycle of hollow joy and vicious self-hatred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you wrote that joke. You have to say okay, it. Okay, I wrote down, hashtag just gamer things. <laughs> I saw you writing that while he was doing this, and I was just <laughs> wincing. Gamers rise up. <laughs> Look, all I discovered that thing is still running. All I'm saying is that we can't have equality until we have our first gamer American president. I uh, just discovered Lord. that that fucking strip is still running, and he keeps doing nothing but Fallout 76 and Anthem jokes, so fuck you for reminding me again. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Masato's like, get in the fucking robot. Figure, you know, find yourself. Figure out what you're, you know, what you're really doing. Why did you come here? Why did you stay? Uh, once you found your answers, uh, come back to me. And Masato then gives him her cross necklace and uh, 
asked that he promise um he promised to to do this for her well to return it to her to return it to her um and she then kisses him and says that was an adult's kiss uh we can do the rest when you get back yeah yeah we'll do the rest when you get back uh and then shoves him into the elevator and shuts it down and uh i just I, want to point out oof. one thing this is probably one of the only kisses you can see in the series that does not have some kind of like weird baggage to, i mean there's there's, there's the a whole, lot of baggage what are you me? talking about well here let me Dog, that's let me like 300 dollars in checked bags <laughs> yikes let me try this again it's those are Ryanair prices. <laughs> I take I take spirit, baby. Um, uh, Ryanair's terrible. Go on. Uh, this is one of the only times you see what is actually a kiss that looks like it has tenderness to it, not like someone stiffly responding to it. Like Shinji does not fight this. He he doesn't. You can you can grunt about that, but he definitely does not. You know, here here's the thing. Uh, I mean, there's there's so much about this that I feel like is not good for Masato as a character because I mean, this this completes the or at least pushes her down the thing where at like the end of episode what 24 was it where she tries to grab his hand and basically tries to seduce him and he rejects her. Um it's like the breakdown of her being her his guardian to being someone who takes advantage of her position as a guardian. Like the fact that she's so much taller than him, there's like the, the shot after she pulls away from the kiss and it's like really hammers home how much he's a child and she is not. And well, ugh. related to that theme we talked about at the start, this is not her going, you know, let's seduce a minor and being like coy about it. This is her kind of treating him as an adult and saying uh-huh. we we can pick this up later you have a job to do but also she's she's basically saying the power of boners compels you right i do yeah i did <laughs> so there's i know i keep quoting all the old jeremy parish thumbnail theaters in the back half of this show and uh-huh. i will not pretend i do not always think of the line at the end here where it's like hey you know Come back later and we could talk about a lesson in seducing a minor. Hint, it's you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. And I, I mean, I could say, I mean, you could say that she knows she's going to die and like she's. This oh, is she her absolutely last, does. Like, like, and she, this is her last desperate attempt to try to persuade him with something other than threats. Also, don't pretend Shinji isn't motivated by boners. That's how he got to nerve. Yep. Uh. Well, yeah, you got a point there. Yeah. It's, I can see how this scene could have been handled in a way that would have made me mad at it. I think this is actual emotional vulnerability and trying to build him up Mm -hmm. before what she knows is going to be a one-way trip to hell. Yeah, I just, it it feels like that this would read a lot better. You know, there's no good way to make this read good because... I no, it re- it reads how it is. It's like 
her, her yeah, it's creepy. Her try- There's undertones. Yeah, it's her trying to build him up in any way, even if that way is not great. But that's like literally all she can do now, and that's it. Yeah, and it, it also just it colors a lot of her behavior, like going back to the beginning of the series. I don't know. It's just it, it feels really out of character, and, and it seems like a, a thing that I guess. I guess it was in the series a little bit, but also this feels like Anno saying like, well, guess what? Here's your kiss. Congratulations. Did did you enjoy that? Yeah. Yeah. Did you? No. Okay. Uh, Which, you know, she didn't either because when he's in the elevator, she slumps over to die now that she doesn't have to pretend that she's going to make it out of this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, The shot we see here where she's sinking down against the wall mirrors the one in episode 25. Yeah. And uh, her final words as she starts to hallucinate and, you know, the blood loss hits are pretty wild. Like, she's laying on the ground and she goes, if I knew it would end like this, I would have done as Asuka asked and changed this terrible carpet. This is the first set of lines, actually. The Kaji one is first. Really? Then it's the carpet. I had... The carpet is the last thing we get. No, she definitely does not say the carpet. The final thing she says is Kaji's name. Okay, whatever. Maybe I'm misremembering. I don't really care that much. Yeah, because I, I had to reorder the pen pen thing into Kaji. Okay. Yeah, she she calls out for, you know, pen pen's approval, and her last words are, did I do all right, Kaji? And that's when uh, she sees a ghost ray standing over her silently, and the whole floor explodes. Yeah, uh, and it just confirming it is the carpet first. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, that was over yeah, an hour it's ago. Very How sad. can I remember that? <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 pretty sad. You see, like the pool of blood spreading out beforehand. It's yeah, it's rough. And in the elevator, Shinji, like the the spell is broken he realizes he's covered in misato's blood alone and he knows he's not going to get to return that necklace to her but he does yeah yeah he does mm-hmm. uh we cut back to asuka going berserker and taking out ava upon ava until one of them gives her some fight with the two of them just wielding the I call them batleths because they're really just kind of a big flat blade until they begin transforming. They're what if Darth Maul had swords? Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like the most uncomfortable thing to try to wield because, well, J.K. They transform into fuck you spears. Yeah, they, yeah. I, well, I know. In a couple minutes, yeah, yeah. Um, Shinji is in the Unit One cage, but everything is covered in bakelite, so he can't really do anything. And Asuka is vibrantly shit-talking him over a radio, saying she can't rely on Shinji for this. So we cut down to Gendo and Rei looking up at Lilith. You can fit uh, so many hands in this bad boy. Uh. <laughs> uh. A moment later, we see Ritsuko just uh, hanging feet in the LCL. Mm-hmm. And I've been waiting here for you, she says, pulling a gun on the That's pair so of them. That's so gross. That's like just putting your feet in a pool of stem cells. I imagine that would make my feet so supple. Really take care of those corns. <laughs> yep. Cut to Asuka ripping an Ava in half and continuing the gore train. Of note, I love that she has the spike launcher in her shoulder. Dude, that's, that scene is fucking brutal. 
Like so much of this fight scene, I like something happens and I just go, oh, and that was definitely one of those moments. Like one of the little blades on the side of the O2 shoulder opens up and it just has all these spikes in it. It launches through the thing's head, which we will continue to see for the rest of the movie. Yeah, actually, they don't go away. Uh, I hope uh, you like orgasming anime girls with spikes through their heads. And their chest. Yeah, I, I definitely made some comments on that in the notes. Uh-huh. Uh, back to Ritsuko. I'm sorry, I altered the Magi's program earlier without telling you, and she looks up towards them. It's the last request from your daughter. Mother, please die with me. She hits a detonator in her pocket, and then nothing happens. She pulls it out and sees that uh, Casper, who, if you recall, was the woman side of her mother, did denied the order. Choosing your own man over your daughter? And at this point, Gendo draws his own weapon. He says something, but she stops paying attention, and we just only hear the background music as she tears up. The last thing she says is liar, and he blows her away. She sees the ghost ray, and her body flies backwards into the LCL. Yeah, and... Apparently, there's, like, a lot of talk about what it is Gendo said that you don't hear, but honestly, I don't think it matters. Nope. No. Honestly. She's correct either way. Liar. (laughs) True. I had a delicious salad for lunch. (laughs) Liar. There's no vegan option in the cafeteria anymore. You can't have a good salad, you liar. (laughs) Lettuce is extinct. Mm. Lettuce (sighs) is trash. If you're anyhow, if you like salad, you're a fascist. If you I like, like salad, if you prefer salad, I like spinach salads. That salads are good. Please, please, nobody thinks of spinach salads when I say salad. You know what I meant. If you like romaine, I know you're a cop. Oh yeah, lettuce. Sucks. <laughs> oh, that's but that's a different statement. <laughs> also, the only good cop is a mouse cop. Uh, whitefish salad is smoked whitefish salad is very good. Moving on. We cut back to the bridge crew, who everyone forgot existed. Mm. Uh, How are things doing out there, Maya? Asuka has under a minute of power! And Shinji is listening in and perks up at the sound of Asuka screaming about Mama, realizing, oh, right, maybe I'm not the only one who has a robot mom. Mm -hmm. So she finishes off the last one by shoving her fist through one of them into the throat of the last... And she has to stop out of nowhere. One of the blades is hurled at her. She stops it with her AT field in the free hand. And then it morphs into the Lance of Longinus and pierces it and her through the fucking head. <laughs> so in Ugh. violent pain and now having straight up lost an eye, Asuka is screaming in rage as the robot runs out of power. Mm-hmm. And like she bends backwards and the... Uh... Slides down the spear holds her up. Yeah, and it slides down a little. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, To Maya's horror watching this, the crippled and crushed Avas are reactivating. They are all extremely fucked up nightmares now, but they keep on grinning as they spread their wings and just descend on the O2 like carrion birds, Mm -hmm. pecking and clawing and ripping it to shreds. The sight actually causes Maya to begin vomiting in the control room, and Hyuga, who can't see the monitor, is like, what's up? Yeah, it's, uh... So... Yeah, it's oh, rough. Yeah, this is... Again... I thought she was gorgeous. gonna throw up over that UI. Gore. Like, who would make a UI that disappears in chunks like that? So... Asuka 
very nearly beast modes her robot uh even though there's no power she tries to move despite the lance through its skull pinning it to earth and then Hayuga says berserker yes (laughs) good it's not just me who references that in regular life would you like some making fuck yeah, my love for you is like. A I wasn't shock. thinking about that. I was thinking about the Berserk outtakes where they put that song in while Guts is hugging naked Casca. He oh. looks down and says, Berserker. As someone who worked at a convenience store for years, I definitely think about that scene a lot. Dude, I love convenience stores so much. Yep. I don't I don't now for obvious reasons. Hmm. <laughs> Ah, uh, we see Asuka reaching up to the sky. The bridge can, the bridge crew can see on the reading she's about to go berserker. And the last shot we see of Asuka is her hand in the plug splitting in half because she's synced like crazy, and another blade sliced the O2's arm in two. Ugh. Every single one of the Avas has just dropped their weapons onto the immobilized O2 like a missile. Yup. Maya's just screaming for Shinji, and uh, he gripes that he he can't do anything. You know, he can't get to it. By which point, the Unit O One shatters the backlight and reaches out for Shinji. So, uh, Fletch, Fletch, would you call this a Mater Ex Machina? Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> As opposed to a Mater Ex Machina, which is when Larry the Cable Guy shows up and drives you away. It's just a Machina oh, Ex Machina. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, Ray and Gendo stare at the crucified giant. And oh God, we get a literal Deus Ex Machina later. Yes, uh-huh. yes we do. Uh huh. I thought that was the joke. I mean, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> um, the building is crumbling, and Gendo just goes, "Oh, Unit One's awake." Mm-hmm. A much larger cross explosion than Asuka's bursts the top of the nerve pyramid, and wings fly out of it for a minute. We cut to some of the remaining forces on the ground outside who are shitting their pants. Oh god, it's O-1, the devil itself. These men are in awe of the absolute unit O-1. Thank you. You're welcome. The joke weeks in the making. Uh, The O-1 straight up has massive energy wings now and is flying out of the hole... Which is cut short when Shinji looks up to see the O2's head in one of the Ava's mouths flying around. There are holes in its skull. The armor has been picked off of it. Uh, Some kind of orange insulation-like substance is comprising some of the areas where meat was plucked off it. And the rest of the robot is in the talons of the different bird Avas. The last thing we hear is Asuka, a flash of the mangled remains, and... Shinji screaming in rage and terror, slowly drowned out by the windstorm his robot is kicking up. So, this is the end of 25 Prime, the middle of the film. And if you are watching the movie version, this is where the credits for the entire work play. It is a beautifully animated sequence, a swirling DNA-like structure of all the cast, musical credits, animators, and staff while the vocal version of Thanatos, a track we've heard in various forms, plays. Uh, I'll have cut it in underneath this part. It's very good. If you're watching the theatrical cut. Okay. (laughs) Doing, because we delayed so long, I found out there's actually a second cut of this movie. 
Oh. Um, yeah, on home video, there is a video edition, which actually did get a remaster, but until the latest box set was VHS and Laserdisc only. Uh, there's an entirely different credit sequence for episode 25 Prime, which contains an episode preview for 26 Prime. It's so a narration weird. over Steadicam footage in reverse of the Gainax offices. Finally, Shinji Akari faces the pandemonium that is reality. Unable to cope with the trauma, he resigns himself to a fantasy world, where there is no pain called reality, where there is no fiction called myself, where there is no fear called other people, where there is no hope called others, where there is no existence called the self. Next time, the finale, my pure heart for you. <laughs>